This is Bryce. This is Tim. Welcome back for another episode of The Average Reviews Podcast. Ah, I love that. That was really good. Thank you. How are you doing today, Tim? Great. (laughs) (laughs) Doing great, Bryce. Yes, you are. I'm sure you're doing just swell over there. Yep. All right. So this week we are diving into our next movie, which is a more recent... Well, it can't be more recent than Megan because Megan's still in theaters. Yeah, this is about last year. Last year, one of the hits of last year and up for, I believe I saw 11 Academy Award nominations. Everything, everywhere. (laughs) Everything, everywhere, all at once. But before we do that, we're going to go back and read some of our fan comments from the previous episode. We actually had some people message us. Which we plan to make a regular thing, hopefully, for most of these episodes. If you send us your scores and send us your feedback, whether you disagree or not, send it to us, write it out, and we'll read it on the next episode. We may not be able to get to everybody, but we would like to get to some of you. Yeah. So our first one came from Paige out in Chicago. She said, hey, I just finished listening to your new podcast. I loved it. Really appreciated you ex- how you explained some of the movie because I have not gotten to see it yet. Awesome job. Well, Paige, we hope you did go to go see it because it is probably better in theaters and it's going to be on streaming. And for January, it is way better than it has any right. There is nothing else out there right now worth seeing. Cause I still think Puss in Boots is worth it, but you can I am, vehemently disagree with I me. I vehemently disagree that Avatar is worth a penny. So. <laughs> oh, come on. It's pretty. You got to have a good story. <laughs> All right. And then another one. Also, this one was from Glen Ellen, Illinois. So also basically Chicago. Uh, Illinois. Emma wrote us and said she did not disagree or she did not agree with our comment on Gemma's character at all. Well, forget you. Kidding. It's okay. (laughs) It's okay. That's why we do this. Emma says, Emma says that Gemma's character pissed me off like she didn't even cry or mourn her sister. (laughs) Like, I swear she's secretly AI too with the amount of emotion she showed. (laughs) Emma, you bring up some valid points because Gemma was very emotionless the whole time. I actually totally agree with her in that entire statement. Congratulations. Want to be on the podcast? The (laughs) only reason that I did not take that in the factoring on my score is because I definitely took that Gemma and her sister were not close at all to be the situation. Wow. How many uh, mental gymnastics did you have to go through to uh, get to that conclusion? Uh, The discussion in the car at the beginning of the movie kind of implied (laughs) it. I'm teasing. But But I agree with Emma followed it up with, but yeah, I like how in-depth you guys went with all of your different categories. Like, I hadn't even thought of most of them. For me, it was purely about entertainment, and it was, like you said, so bad it was good. I don't remember saying it was so bad it was good. I don't think I remember saying that either, but... But if that's what you took from what we said... (laughs) I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you... (laughs) I'm glad to hear that you thought it was good enough to watch. Yeah. I remember saying B-movie, but I don't remember ever saying bad. Like, I remember saying, like, top-tier B-movie, like, in my Halloween rotation for the rest of, you know, time. I did rate it at the bottom end of good... Almost bad. What was your score again? I don't even remember. I thought the acting was pretty bad at points. Uh, Yeah. I, I, Emma, I'm probably closer to agreeing with you than Bryce's, but... I mean, the acting was, I mean, it was passable. You only, like I said, you only uh, go to see... child actress. Uh, actor, okay, we are actress. not going to rag... We're not going to pull an Anakin Skywalker from we're, Phantom Menace. We're not going to go after a kid. <laughs> okay. 
Yeah, all you early 2000s evildoers. Okay, so are we ready to dive into everything, everywhere, all at once? We've been talking about it all week, so this will be a... Hopefully, hopefully this is a concise conversation. I need to get my score up. I... So just a heads up, if you have not seen everything, everywhere, all at once, we don't want to reveal major spoilers on this podcast. We want you to go experience yes. it for yourself. But there is almost no way to discuss the significance of what happens in this movie without discussing what Bryce considers to be a spoiler. Okay, that was a low blow, and I was not, <laughs> I was not going to say anything about this, but he was the one who wanted to go in. I told him my middle ground is... We need to at least warn people that there are probably going to be spoilers because I do feel it as one, but that's okay. I think we. So by the end of this, you can decide if this is a spoiler yourself or not. Yeah, just leave a comment. (laughs) Maybe I'm being too harsh, but I don't think I am. (laughs) All right. So breaking this down before we get into our scores, the premise of everything, everywhere, all at once, current eight out of ten on IMDb and ninety five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Whoop whoop. Sorry. Doing pretty good. The premise breakdown is when an interdimensional rupture unravels reality, an unlikely hero must channel her newfound powers to fight bizarre and bewildering dangers from the multiverse as the fate of the world hangs in the balance. I watched a different movie than that. That's why we have to reveal those spoilers. Here we go. Okay. I watched a very different movie than what that description is. All right, let's just jump into the scoring then. So starting off, we got our story and plot. Uh, sorry, actually, what uh, what was your full score of the movie? Save the full score for the end. Okay, fine. That's yeah, fine. yeah, full score happens at the end. Yeah. Right? So story and plot. Uh, I gave mine a four out of five. And you? I'm pulling it up. Uh, I gave story and plot a five out of five. So since okay. you docked it points, I'll let you go first because clearly I thought it was perfection. <laughs> okay, I got the feeling, and he's he's been like this all week, that he's targeting me for my score, my views on this movie, even though he doesn't really have a... Because I didn't call it perfect. <laughs> <laughs> no, I am just I know, eager I to know. find out why because... I, I'm, I'm excited for this. This movie blew my mind. <laughs> okay, so let me pre- let me say, to begin with, I thought it was a great movie. I enjoyed it. It's definitely... Besides Top Gun, Maverick, and Northman off the top of my head, is top three, maybe top five movie of last year. I have not seen down. Northman yet. Oh, I told you. It's but, good. But Top Gun blew my mind, too. Top that, Gun's amazing. That was better than Other movies. Any we'll right get to into be. those, maybe. I love okay. Man, Northman will be a fun one. But anyway, it is easily top three, top five movie of last year. It's not even close. It is a gorgeous movie to watch with an amazing... I don't want to say... It's not coming to age. It's it's amazing story arc of, char- of characters throughout the movie. It hits you in the feels. It is very personal, and you know, if fam- when it comes to family dynamics, I it's been a while since I've seen a movie play the family dynamics so well in this movie. Now, why did I dock at points? We'll get into it probably with more of the other scores also as we move forward. Um, for me, it was more of overall the story at times felt it just did stuff for n- shock value, and it didn't really need to happen. For it, it, but it came with the creativity of the movie, which I'll get—I'll say that, that's fine. Like, it's nice to see some fresh ideas in this movie landscape. But like you were saying last week, when you say five out of five for a movie or story plot, you think like Lord of the Rings, or I can't even remember some of the other ones you threw out there. But, but, you—you are correct. I do. Yeah, 
which I don't necessarily always think that, but which, which is fine. But the story at times for me, I felt like was kind of just hard to follow. And I watched this with my wife and I kind of was thinking of her as I was watching this so movie. We can throw in, cause she did submit her score. Even <clears throat> yeah, though she, she is not on the podcast with us. She actually scored the story a two. So you can explain. Oh, wow. Yeah. She, ex- was r- okay. she scored the story yes. a two. So, so you can explain like a little bit of why her difficulty grasping the story. It's a, it's a convoluted. I, I think, you know, given as creative and as, outgoing let's say as the story is with all the movie the movie plots and beats of it it's convoluted it's very hard to pick up on i say for me when i watched it the first half is very different from the second half and they'd almost it kind of had the same thing for megan that megan had when we watched it like the tones just kind of shifted a little too much for me and it kind of conflicted and i just kind of had a hard time following i also said that they could easily have shaved off like 15, 20 minutes of this movie. And I probably would have been able to stay in a little bit more with it. Stay with the movie a little bit more. I feel like it's a little too long story-wise. Um, I feel like they could have conduced the story a little bit more and made a shorter I, movie. I do have a spot <clears throat> in my review for that. Okay, because, so see, yeah, you understand I, that. I do think it was a tad too long. Yeah, so that's kind of where I land on that. If that's cohesive. See, I would, <laughs> that's, that's cohesive. I would take your considerations on the story and distribute them elsewhere amongst my scores. Like we've talked about, like tonal usually falls on the director, not on the story. Um, yes, I can understand. As, as far as for me, I gave it a five out of five. And like Bryce said, I typically typically consider five out of five to be like Lord of the Rings, Gone with the Wind. Like the stories that shape maybe not generations, but decades of filmmaking. Yeah, they're remembered. In yes. And <laughs> I 110% believe that this story is one of the most unique and incredible ways to tell the story that I have ever seen. Yeah, that's fair. And so, and you're not wrong necessarily. You're so definitely not wrong. We, this is where we're going to start diving into some spoiler territory because the story. We read the premise, uh, according to IMDb, right? And as I get into my score, I will not be able to keep it vague enough for you to understand why my score is as high as it is without giving you potential spoilers. So I can keep the story five out of five, but as we get going, like right away, next category (laughs) character, I am going to have to blow up the score. I lay down my sword, take it away, open us up. So... Again, let's have you go first because I think your Fine. score was lower. Your was score was lower. I guess. I guess. Yeah. What was it? It was a another four out of five. Okay, and then since Tim has already laid the groundwork that we will be getting into spoilers, I will. Megan actually scored the character work a five. For me? Oh, sorry, Megan. Your oh, wife. my wife. Sorry, your wife scored <laughs> the character work a five. <laughs> you scored it a four. Yeah, and then I also scored it a five. Okay. Sorry, I gotta remember this movie. I watched a lot of movies this okay, week. Okay, I'll so. start. No, it's okay. Go all ahead. All right. So, five out of five for character. This movie opens up with a Chinese family. They don't really tell us what American city they're living in. I don't, I don't think, think so. so no. But they're living in an American city where they run a laundromat. Yeah. And from moment one of this movie, there is just this overwhelming, like, frenetic pace. The first five minutes, they are running around, getting breakfast ready, getting lunch ready, 
the husband is bringing the wife. Uh, the husband's name is Waymond, by the way. That's right. Yeah. So I want to start referring to them by names because it's going to be way easier. Um, Waymond is the husband. Evelyn is the wife. These are our two central characters. And the daughter is... Joy? Joy. Yeah, I think okay? so. So we open up on Evelyn, Waymond in their house. Their house is filled with clutter. It's stuff is everywhere. They live above the laundromat that they work at. And from moment one, mom is taking care of business. She's sitting at the table, counting receipts. She has to go downstairs and deal with customers. The husband is desperately trying to get her attention while she goes downstairs to deal with customers. The daughter is trying to get her attention all the while. She's worried about her father who is now living with them. As this story goes, just to pick on the mother's story arc for the moment, we learn that the mom had been cut off from her father when she decided to marry Waymond and move to America. There's a flashback scene that shows dad cutting her off. She's making that decision, but she has nothing to do with them anymore, and she's on her own. They move to America. They're living the dream. They open this laundromat. Everything is theirs. And then as this flashback progresses, you just start to see how life overwhelms her in where she's at. And they do this in real quick flashback, but then they bring it back to the present moment where everything is overwhelming. There is a ton going on in this movie right now, but that is the point. There is so much going on because it is meant to reflect her life in that moment. And as the story progresses, Alpha Waymond, which is her husband from the Alpha universe, so there's a multiverse thing going on here, uh, comes through and talks to her in an elevator. This is where the flashback happens. And then he gives her a choice. You can choose basically option A or option B. And then she chooses B, which is to stay with her husband and deal with this tax situation that they're involved in. And then she eventually decides to go back and choose option A, which wraps her into this multiverse uh, situation. So basically, Alpha Wayman gets her in this elevator and breaks down the plot premise that we read to you, that there is an interdimensional being that is seeking to end all things, and that Evelyn is the only one who can stop this interdimensional being. But as the story keeps progressing, we see this level of detail in her life that this interdimensional being trying to end all things is her daughter. And the the movie tries to keep it from us, but it's very brief and it happens in the first act. Really. It's the end of the first act. It's very fast. Yeah. The end of the first act, they reveal that it's the daughter who's the interdimensional being trying to end all things. But the Evelyn that we know is not the Evelyn that the daughter knows. If that makes sense, they're all interdimensional. It's a little bit chaotic. Yeah. It's very chaotic. But (laughs) the, by the end of the movie, the mother realizes that all of that noise at the beginning was distracting her from her daughter and that the same thing that happened to her where her dad rejected her and sent her off and cut her off from the family to be with the person that she loved 
is the very same thing that the mom is doing to her daughter in a different way. She is essentially cutting her off because she is focused on things other than her daughter because her daughter doesn't meet her standards. And so there's that story arc that happens throughout the movie of mom being very distracted to at the end realizing that it is a cry for help from her daughter to just pay attention to her and to give her her approval. And that story arc to me, characters five out of five, like that character goes from being overwhelmed, not realizing that throughout this, her husband has brought her divorce papers because he also feels neglected. His daughter feels neglected. And as the story progresses through the various and chaotic and wild events that happen, every one of those events shows her a glimpse of her life if it wasn't what it is now. And she realizes that what she has now is what she wants. And I can't think of a better character arc in recent movies than living in the moment with your loved ones. So that's why, <laughs> like, that's just one of the multiple character arcs because the husband, Wayman, has a character arc. The daughter, Joy, has a character arc. This movie is a character-driven chaos drama. It's fantastic. So, ladies and gentlemen, the over-under will be three of our sections where Tim goes on 10-minute monologues about why he loves this movie and its perfection. Absolutely. Place your bets. <laughs> now that, I mean, that was a very beautiful, well-put, uh, just, I mean, that was moral character and story plot altogether, and why it's perfect. Um, and because you, you gave both five out of five, if I'm yep. not mistaken. So I actually scored well <clears throat> every category but entertainment value of five. Yeah, no, that's yeah, so, that's nice. Yep. Well, yeah, because entertainment goes up to ten, so it's a little different. Yep. But yeah, very well put, my good sir. So I guess I will keep it sweet and short with mine. Uh, I'll let you have that one because I mean, you definitely have way more passion about that, and I'll let you have that. <laughs> so mine was a four out of five. Um, Let's see, where do I really start with it? Um, yeah, I don't necessarily disagree with so, you. So why was it docked a point? I think that's where you should start. Uh, yeah, I mean, so here's the thing. Like, everyone, every review that I was watching of this movie, everyone was kind of like head over heels for the mother. I was not. I mean, she was a good character. I think she was fine and pretty good. Um, she definitely, I would say, second to the daughter carries the movie. Um and the daughter's actually my favorite part of it. I actually don't think the mother carries this movie. No, she doesn't. That's what I'm saying. Like the oh, daughter, okay. the daughter is my favorite character. Oh, like see, Wayman, I love her performance. Wayman is my favorite character in this movie. Oh, that's I think so interesting. I think the husband carries this story. I actually for the most part didn't care for the husband. I think his I think the end when he has his moment in the sun towards the end where he would kind you of has care this big monologue. Would you care for him more if he was saying, Mr. Jones? <laughs> Is that a reference to something? Yeah, he's from Indiana Jones. That's right. Yeah, no, yeah, I knew that. No, no, I knew that. I knew that. Sorry, that, I knew that when I watched it. I promise. Oh man, I I feel so embarrassed now. No, no, he. I just yeah. I I liked his redeem his redeeming arc at the end when he kind of has his monologue uh, to his wife, and I think that was a very beautiful moment. And it, I love that part. It's just kind of everything up to that point. Like, I think for, again, I told Tim this. Which kind of, I guess, kind of points back to my story. Um, the movie at a certain point feels like two separate movies halfway through, um, and it's just a lot of. It just feels like the characters are. I don't know how to put it. Like, the characters are just kind of like 
part of the gag. You know what I mean? The gag of the creativity and what's going on. Because they just they do a lot of stuff. I'm trying not to get into other categories, but I just feel like the characters from the first half are very different from the characters of the second half. Because the first half was like, okay, this is enjoyable. But at a certain point, I kind of like was getting tired of it. And I was like, okay, I'm, I'm ready to see something different now. Like I know the, the, beginning, the beginning of the first 20 minutes, let's say, is like the buildup you're setting. Like here are your characters, here are their situations, which is laid out very nicely. But then everything up until the other half of the movie is just kind of like it's gags and we're like and we're explaining how the multiverse works on top of it but like it's a lot of sh it's a lot of humor it's a lot of funny crazy stuff happening it's all over the place and eventually i just kind of was looking at my watch like okay are we gonna get to like the deeper stuff because i know there's something deeper here and i can see it hold on let me finish i know you want to defend <laughs> it this is two-man podcast but anyway it's when that second half comes around that's like okay i mean that's where i started connecting way more with the characters and Again, the is my favorite character of this movie. I think she does a phenomenal job. Her acting was stellar, and her delivery on some of her parts, uh, the the line, um, "Don't worry, it's organic." I was like, that. I don't know what about that was like entertaining, but I loved it. Um, uh, the mother did great. I think she was fine. Um, but I, she, I think she kind of you know faltered in some parts, and I think that's why the dad I didn't really care for until his last like monologue where he really stood out. I was like, that was actually beautiful, and I loved it. And then outside of them. I didn't really care for Jamie Lee Curtis's character at all. I think Jamie Lee Curtis's character is amazing because <laughs> she is so repulsive. <laughs> yeah, I look at that differently, but I, I agree is, in the sense that she is not the most likable character. No, it is such a repulsive character, and Jamie Lee Curtis she just leans into that. Yeah. We'll get into that in the acting yeah, category as, say, as there's, well. There's but more like, to get in with acting. That but, character served her yeah. purpose in like a terrible, beautiful way. Right. But yeah, to, to put a fine point on it and not ramble too much, the characters all did a great job. It, four is still great. Like, I still thought they all did a great job. No, four the is great. Five well is amazing. And executed for the most part pretty well. There's just a lot of parts where it kind of felt like, okay, some it just doesn't feel consistent here. And it just kind of feels like it's getting weird for the sake of getting weird. And we'll get into more of that later. But yeah, four out of five. Okay. Next one. So moving into the music, this one's going to be a little bit shorter. Yes, we'll keep this sweet. Okay, <laughs> sweet a little short. bit shorter. I gave it a five out of five. Oh, okay. I gave it a three out of five. Okay, I gave it a five out of five because there is almost no moment of this movie without music. Yeah, that's true. Which is kind of rare. Very. But <clears throat> there is a specific multiverse that has zero sound. And Am I forgetting that one? The Rocks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So there's a multiverse <laughs> where human life didn't develop and they turn into rocks. And Super it's funny. It's a little bit of like, it's that humor and that wild out of nowhere, but it's also it's a dark really deep moment. Yeah. But when this happens, all sound cuts. It's silence. And you're watching subtitles. It's really well executed. Yeah. You're watching subtitles on the screen. Yeah. And creative. so our music and sound category counts for sound overall. So not just the score, because some movies don't have a score at all. So we yeah. kind of lump that together. Yeah. There's but a balance in there of how we. I also it. thought the song selections for this movie were on point for some of the action scenes. They lean into that tone you've mentioned the humor they lean into the humor they lean into like they keep the drama there's even some like 80s synth going on in the yeah. climactic scene mm -hmm. that's just like out of nowhere there's some 
scenes early on that definitely bring in um string music and it's a little bit softer a little bit more right yeah uh, <clears throat> i don't know how to say it but it's softer softer string music at the beginning like the music fits every scene in this movie to a right. t where even the dramatic scenes have the appropriate dramatic music yeah. whereas the action scenes that never carry like the weight of death like you're never worried the character is gonna die right exactly so the action scenes don't carry that dramatic music they carry kind of whimsical and fun music during them well that matches the, the chaos of the movie yeah. and the story like and i think perfectly i think that's like five out of five the music matches the story that this movie is trying to tell in a way that i have not seen or heard in this case music match many other movies very well spoken my good friend uh yeah mine's a three out of five so again i was gonna keep it sweet and short um i agree with what you're saying i think the movie fit perfectly for what it was trying to do um for me though it just came down to um kind of just forgotten all of it um sound design was good it was you know i like the where they use the sound where like we were just saying they don't use the sound it was very well executed in those moments but nothing really stood out to me musically or sound wise in that movie um which we'll get into it i believe next uh, a lot more that came with the editing side of it but music was did its job and mm -hmm. i can say no better or worse things about it so congratulations <laughs> <laughs> all right all right so the editing and effects I gave this movie a five out of five on effects. I gave it a five. Okay. Another sweet okay, short. So, uh, so we section. agree on this one. The <laughs> fun thing for me that I have to mention is that the special effects department for this film was comprised of five people. I thought it was only two guys who worked on this movie. Unless they got more people. What I on. what I read was five people did all of the special effects. All we know for this is movie. less than double digits. Yes. Which is astounding. Knock knock Marvel. Um <laughs> okay. Five people did this. They also in Premiere Pro also yes in Premiere Pro learning from YouTube tutorials. That's right, I forgot that one too. And yeah, every scene of this movie looks better than anything Marvel has done in the past three years. Tim, do you have something that you want to share with the group? I am so fed up with CGI. Okay, that we're gonna um, cut it off there. Anyway, continue. <laughs> but the effects in this movie are just honestly astounding. That's just beautiful they legit like the most that's just gorgeous seeing some oh it's my amazing the one shot where she takes uh her two fingers and like she creates like a doorway and like opens it and like yes. you see the it's like slides it open like, super simple super basic but like it just it it's incredible cool. yeah yeah and like the effects of when like people are dying in the hallway scene and like you see confetti out of one she starts dancing with the other it's just like man like the effects of that is just beautiful to watch and it's yes. so colorful and creative and like the costume design and then the effects they had going on there is just like oh and gosh. i go i think back to like the climactic fight scene every single punch transports them to a different universe and it's just like too. it's a bit chaotic as it's supposed to be but it's also just mesmerizing and incredible that it works and it looks so good i think what was fun watching the effects of this movie and the production of it was it didn't i don't i'm gonna try to i don't know how to put this it's it didn't feel like a strictly like a movie production studio editing this movie it felt like they brought in like they brought in movie creators Artists. they brought in like youtube creators like it felt like there were some shots that are like this is like out of a youtube video and like why does it 
fit so well into like the craziness like there's one scene where they sit on the couch and like fall into the couch and like i mean it just felt like something you see in like a youtube video like it was just they were just or the multiverse that is a drawing on a piece of paper i know yeah or the pinatas like that's another one like it was just the most wild creative things it felt like there's no way that these people which again credit to a24 and everything that they represent right now in movies and just letting their creators own their works yes. and make something true there's not been <laughs> warner <very> brothers <laughs> there's not been many movies from a24 where i'm like that was kind of a miss the only one that even came close was lamb i think which was a subpar movie it was interesting. Lamb was a well-constructed and well-done movie with a story I cared not for at all. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> it's forgettable in the grand scheme. But again, this just goes back. A24, amazing work. Like, thank yeah. you for letting this person just go Giving crazy, them the budget to create what throwing they Throwing food at a wall and just doing some fun stuff. Like, this, it was genuinely a joy to sit down and watch them just make magic with this movie. Yes. It was amazing. Five There's, out five. There's really no other way to describe the editing and effects. Yeah. You have to, to see it for movie. yourself, honestly. I we like, can't explain it any more than even, we have. Yeah, even from the first real like special effects scene, which is when Evelyn transitions to the other multiverse. Yeah. And the like the screen cracks like glass and you see two Evelyns it's and they're so cool. doing almost the same thing at the same time yeah. in the same room, but it's just slightly different enough that you know they're like it's you have to see it on. yeah like, it's incredible scratches the tip tip of the iceberg like it's such a small piece of like the bigger just watch it yes like it's, it's, it's amazing anyway next uh script okay what would you give yours oh we forgot to read megan's um that's oh, fine it's okay anyway script i gave mine a four out of five so megan gave hers a five out of five i gave it a five out of five. Oh, interesting so the five out of five for me on script goes into the little things that okay i'm gonna for example bryce talks about this movie being all over the place it is 100 all over the place but every multiverse scene that we see can be tracked back to a decision or moment that evelyn makes in this movie right all of it is rooted in this movie there's nothing with the exception of this the daughter the daughter's scenes are chaotic from all over the place she's kind of the uh chaotic bad to the mom's chaotic good in this situation and the chaotic good for example um there's one multiverse where people have hot dogs for fingers still not my favorite thing they did absolutely hilarious okay. every time so funny okay fair point whatever <laughs> so funny but this multiverse happens and it's addressed so well in the script that like Evelyn has this ability to jump multiverses. There's, they call it the jumping off point. And it's usually the least predictable thing somebody would do in that moment. That is their most likely, most successful jumping off point. And so Evelyn has this natural ability to do it. So there are scenes in this movie where she is just randomly trying things to jump. Almost every time she successfully jumps, a multiverse is created for the movie. One of these scenes, she's like, she sees like this image of hot dogs. She has this movie stuck in her head from earlier that we see. And she's trying to jump off and she fails because it's one of the early attempts. She fails and they say like she's landed off the map. She's in a multiverse that no one else could have possibly gotten to. 
because she's more skilled at it. Right. And in this multiverse, people have hot dogs for fingers. And then there's a hilarious flashback to uh, it's a Stanley Kubrick movie. I actually have no clue what, what you're talking about now. Is it is it in uh, Space Odyssey? Oh yeah, the Space Odyssey where uh, the yeah like 2001 in Space Odyssey where yeah. they're showing like that evolutionary jump with the apes. Yeah, yeah, they do. So they basically recreate the scene with the hot dog fingers. Yeah, they recreated really weird the apes. <laughs> the apes with hot dog fingers beat the crap out of the apes with a with human hands, and it's hilarious. And then that just explains that evolutionary jump in the multiverse that she's in now. And now she's in this hot dog multiverse. And that's addressed in the script. It's all there. That like attention to detail. But then that also comes up later in the climax when in that universe, because you have hot dogs for fingers, you had to learn to do things with your feet. And it shows Jamie Lee Curtis playing the piano with her feet because she has hot dogs for fingers. And it's, it's just so like, <laughs> it's weird and it doesn't make sense. And yet it does make sense. And because you learn to be good with your feet, Evelyn is able to escape the situation that she's in, in her current universe, because it all connected. It made at the moment you're like hot dogs for fingers. That's funny. It plays into the climax as you, <laughs> it, it, I get it. I know what you're saying. It plays into the climax. It has a significant moment. So something that seems so small, just like, um, so the uh, multiversal ending machine, which is really this whole movie is a allegory for mental health, depression and suicide. Yes. Um, the thing that represents that suicide is the everything bagel. And so the spoilers, bro. So the daughter, <laughs> the daughter talks about how she put everything on this bagel. She talks about every breed of puppy. She put poppy seed. She put salt. Like she just goes, she put everything on this bagel. And she says that when you do that, you, she put all the pressures of her life growing up on the bagel. And she said, you realize when you do that, that nothing matters. And then if you go back to the beginning, of the movie there are multiple callbacks to that everything bagel it's a round black shape that from the shape right. of the laundry mat that they're in the round yep. black shapes on the front of the laundry machines but also when they're doing their tax audit yeah, jamie lee curtis circle. draws a black circle all yep. over their tax exactly. stuff before any of this is addressed in the film and then you get to that everything bagel and it's been there it is the mm -hmm. mother's everything bagel that the daughter created so there's so many like little callbacks in this movie that connect at the end that like the script is honestly brilliant because not just is it all these little interconnected pieces it's one of the funniest movies i have seen in a long time and i Boy. did not expect that going into it i also don't right. like comedies so well i also <laughs> i also don't like comedies so while well, said, this that, that makes sense then yeah while this is a huge <laughs> allegory for like mental health and depression the jumping off points are used as a spot for humor but also waymond not alpha waymond alpha waymond is the one who's like driving the story yeah right 
but he technically yeah he's kind of behind the scenes and behind the curtains a little bit more but that again that yeah. went back that's why his ending felt very fulfilling because he is behind the scenes most of the movie but then he kind of takes that front stand that kind of almost sparks the ending as a whole and like why things happen yeah. the way they do so yeah but the main wayman is uh he's hilarious because the wife talks about how he's just a positive person. He's just a positive person and he's trying to find the light in every scenario. And she has unfortunately driven him to a spot where he can't, but throughout the movie, he just makes hilarious remarks that I I thought they were genuinely funny almost all the way through. But I script five out of five. (laughs) Oh boy getting tired <laughs> and i'm yeah. doing most of the talking i know <laughs> so this is what happens tim tim likes the movie he has a very he has i'm telling you he thinks about this stuff and like he's texting me all week long like all this like man this is gonna be such an interesting conversation i was like super excited for this um so yeah i mean that makes sense if you're still with us and not bored out of your mind <laughs> no trust me you guys will learn to love it i love it uh so yeah script for me four out of five um, yeah, I totally disagree with a lot of what you said. Uh, script. Then you watched a different movie. I did not watch a different movie. I just Tim. told you what's in the movie. Sometimes people <laughs> have different opinions. Um, yeah, I mean, the script was definitely great. Like I said, um, I like, I like the delivery from a lot of the characters, um, spe- specifically the daughter. She had a lot of really good lines in this movie script wise. Um, the mother, like the, the end sequence between the mother and the daughter was just a very beautiful moment. The script was really well written for that. Um, you felt you felt every string in your heart being pulled out like oh this is so beautiful and i'm getting sad now and i love these characters the the father i love his quirkiness is very lovable he's very easy to be like oh this guy's like, he's like equal parts clown equal parts like action hero oh yeah he's a cartoon yeah. character easily <laughs> um but yeah i mean again it kind of i kind of point back to that again they serve their purpose there's some really good lines in there some a re- very good and balanced dialogue throughout the entire movie uh at at the end of the day, you know, when it comes to the script and the, you know, when it comes to hot dog fingers, I did not like it at all. I didn't think it was that funny. And I thought of all the things that they could have done, why was it hot dog fingers? I get it. It's weird. It brings to the chaos. But again, I'm going to try. I'm trying to keep this nice and sweet. Uh, there's other stuff I thought they could have done with it. The bagel, I was like half on board with, half like, I get the concept. I get it. I just, why the bagel? Like, again, I understand. I feel like you could have gone some other ways with that. But again, at least to the chaos of this movie. Uh, so yeah, script was a four out of five. That's still great. I still thought it was very well done, and I don't have a lot of nitpicks, honestly, with it. So, okay, that leads us to acting. What did you give it? I gave it a five out of five. I probably gave it a four out of five. Yeah, four. Yeah, four out of five. Five out of five. I have to go back to first of all, it was going to be a four out of five because you mentioned liking the daughter's performance. She almost made it a four for me until. It was revealed that she was Jobu, the right the yeah. antagonist. Which even then, and the then, opening character isn't really that bad, is no, it? No, it was just kind of like the opening character was just a little grating and cliche. Okay, yeah, that's fair. And there was nothing performance-wise that was matching the energy that the mother or father provided. And okay, so initially fair. it was going to be a four, but then once she's given the opportunity to tap into these multiverses and show us different layers of her character five out of five across the board the other five out of five for me is waymond who will one minute like the tone and pitch of his voice will change 
depending on which Wayman he is. Yeah. So if really he is well done. So if he's Wayman, I think he's one of the ones who's nominated for best supporting actor. Uh yeah, her, which him and the daughter. Um, which one hundred percent deserves it because he'll go from like confident Alpha Wayman is confident, bold. Knows what he's talking about. Yes, like he's action hero carries himself. Yeah. And then with literally the tilt of a head, he'll go to Oh my god, what just happened? It kinda it kinda reminded me a little bit of um oh uh, not Michael Fassbender. Um what is his name? I'm forgetting it. Split. Uh man, why am I blanking? He played Xavier. <laughs> Help me, Tim. I, I feel like I, an idiot I, right now. I know you put the pressure on me again. Oh, I know. It. I'm sorry. But anyway, that it kind of reminded me of um, his performance in Split, where he was like switching between all the different personalities. Um, and I kind of got some. That, that kind of felt like, oh, that was actually that was actually some pretty good. It's not quite as good, but like, like you were saying, he did a really good job kind of switching in between those characters. So I totally agree. James McAvoy. James McAvoy. <laughs> I knew yeah. that. Yep. I'm gonna cut that up and act like I knew that <laughs> from the beginning. <laughs> Uh no, I they were they were on par because James McAvoy was amazing in Split, but I think this Wayman actor was on par. It's he was difficult. fantastic. It's already difficult enough to do something like that and switch between characters so seamlessly. He deserves all the credit yes. for being able to handle that the, because it was very it was very well done and you could tell the difference and just yeah. The mother's performance is also not to be discounted because she, totally. while her character acting wise does not experience the array, the range of emotions as the other two, she is so drastically different in her performance in this movie from the other movies I have seen her in that I totally bought into the character that she captivated that character of that overwhelmed immigrant trying to make it by day by day. And the transition to the end of that, that realizing that her family is more important than these tax receipts and all this stuff, 100% acting five out of five, just incredible performances across the board. Even Jamie Lee Curtis in her most disgusting role (laughs) ever, five out of five. Yeah. So I, yeah, my answer four out of five. Um, I, I agree with mostly everything that you said. Um, daughter steals the show. She did phenomenal. I loved her character and I loved watching her act. She was really good. What? Wayman steals the show. <laughs> Whatever. We can disagree. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I actually didn't really care for Wayman's character as a whole. Um, I, I'm, I'm not saying he did a bad job acting. I just, for the most part, I, for, I wasn't really like, until that end sequence with him, like I just didn't really care for his character. Uh, even the mother, for like a little bit of the movie, was kind of getting a little worn on me um, as I kept watching. Uh, I don't know if it was just the way she was written and how she was executing it. It was just I was just kind of getting a little. She kind of wore off on me a little bit towards the end. Um, still like her. She did a great job. I think she definitely deserves credit for um, her phenomenal uh, role in carrying a lot of that movie. Um, I really could forget Jamie Lee Curtis's character myself. Um, it was a unique role for her, and I think she executed it perfectly fine. I would give her a three out of five. Congratulations. So, um, but giving her a three out of five implies that her acting was faulty. Not her character. Her character, like, she performed that character to a T because it was disgusting and repulsive. Yeah, I guess it was, it was, past, it was good. It was okay, good, whatever. Okay, okay. Like, I'm not saying it's bad. It's just forgettable. I mean, again, three out of five isn't bad, but I'm not going to remember that character when I think of this movie. When I think of this movie, I'm going to remember mostly the daughter and the mother. I'm not going to okay. remember any of these other characters, and I'm not saying it's a bad... They didn't act poorly. It was just, four out of five is still great. 
It's just that the daughter and mother are the ones who easily take this movie to the finish line, and I'm not going to remember really. The it's, father, I'll remember for their his story. moment, yeah. um, but it is their story. This It is a family dynamic, so those three characters will be the only ones I remember, which is the point of it. Yes. And so four out of five, it was still great. Jamie Lee, Curtis's, or Jamie Lee Curtis's character's name is Deirdre. Deirdre, yeah, that's yeah, right. Which is also unique. Like, she is almost, well, the father... Evelyn's father is probably the fourth largest character, followed closely by Deirdre, which... But she does actually have some, like, main... She has she's some, actually quite pivotal in the climax. Yeah, she has, she has like, yeah. a role in the finale of the movie, yep. and, and both in a multiverse setting, and by that I mean, like, outside of, like, the world one, if you want to call it that, I guess. She has a pivotal role in the other multiverses, yeah. along with the main world. So, yeah, acting 4 out of 5, it was great. I mean, camera... Direction. And 4 out of 5. As you? Yeah, I gave it a 5 out of 5. I'll go 4 out of 5 first. I'll, I'll take, okay, I'll take okay. some heat off you here a little bit. So 4 out of 5, um, for the most part, it was great. I'll, again, I'll keep it, I've mentioned it in some of the early ones, so this will be sweet and short. Um, yeah, for me, directionally, it was pretty, con- pretty somewhat easy to keep up with. Um, I did have trouble at times following, like, why, why certain things, like the whole thing of them doing weird stuff, the jumping off uh, for them jumping traveling points, yeah. I just I, it was hard to follow like why that why they did that, and I get it in the in the grand scheme of the story why it was a thing. I just thought it was kind of weird, and it just I, it was hard for me to grasp like why that was the thing because I think I I must have just completely either missed it or forgotten about it because they do explain it briefly. Yeah, so it was yeah. kind of like a brief thing, but also that kind of goes into my other criticism is that. This movie is just very long. It feels way too long in the sense... I mean, not way too long. That's harsh. 15, 20 minutes they could have cut from this movie. Because um, a lot of the... A lot of the middle stuff before... Sorry. A lot of the second half of the first half. <laughs> right before the second half of this movie kicks off. Which is basically kind of like the... So the, the beginning of the third act. No. Not the beginning. Sorry. Let me try to explain this better. No, I'm the sorry. beginning of the second act. Yeah, kind of like so, right before a second. So we, because I think your... we might agree because there's this scene like after the reveal that the yeah, multiversal kind of. whatever that encounter, the movie almost slows to a stop for a yeah. moment. It's just it just drags a little too much for me. And like even Megan was saying, like this movie's like really long. I'm like yeah, like I wasn't like it wasn't like literally checking my watch, but I was just thinking like, man, is this is this gonna pick up at all? Like yeah. I just like I said, the first half felt very different from the second half. The first half felt like a very silly, like full of jokes and random crazy chaos happening. And the second half felt way more like dialed in on what they were trying to do with the story and the characters. It feels like two separate movies. I could do with a lot of the second half of that first half of the movie, just the, some of the crazy stuff going on and just get right into that second half. The second um, half of the first half, but not the second half of the second half? Yes, if that makes sense. I know, I'm having trouble, because, I, I, again, there's a lot of stuff that goes I'm on. I'm more lost now than I was watching the movie. And that's how I felt during <laughs> this movie. <laughs> that's my point. So, otherwise, other, outside of, like, those little nitpicks, like, the characters are well-established. You know, you get the gist of what's happening. You might get lost on the multiverse part of it. it. It is kind of convoluted at times and can be hard to follow. I'm saying that based based on someone who understood it, but watch someone next to me totally get lost in this movie from beginning to end. And so I think my sister said she had absolutely no idea what happened while my brother who watched it with her said it was one of the most brilliant movies. But it comes around in the second half. It's a very, it's put together very nicely with a little bow on top. And so four out of five, not perfect, but very well done. 
I gave the direction a five out of five. <sighs> surprise. Uh-huh. Surprise, <laughs> surprise. Because there is, this is where I have to do the inevitable multiverse of madness comparison. Here we go. Go ahead. The direction is... Try not to take 10 minutes, please. I, I'll, try, I'll try not to take <laughs> 10 kidding. minutes. The key difference in like the way these movies was handled, Sam Raimi is a fantastic director. So Love maybe, Sam Raimi. So maybe it goes down to the story for him. But like, let's give credit though. Marvel definitely gets their hands way too involved with those kind of movies, and you could tell that he did not get the creative freedom in a movie like everywhere, everything, everywhere. All Marvel's hands are shoulder deep. Yeah. Up. Never mind. There you go. Uh, Good job. <laughs> but one movie is a great example of how to juggle a multiverse, and the other movie is a pretty boring scratching of the surface yes. of how to handle a multiverse. Yeah, exactly. And this, <clears throat> from those transition scenes in the multiverse, the way she transitions, to the way they juggle, like, that opening 20 minutes to me of just showing the chaos of everyday life yeah, was beautiful in a real-world sense. And then also just the scenes... Waymond and Evelyn have scenes throughout this movie that flash back to when they first arrived and started right, their business yeah. <clears throat> to how they've become overwhelmed by everything to then flashbacks of like, there's just a flashback of him digging for the remote and in a couch and like he finds it and he's so happy and they rejoice. And I'm like, these are the little moments that if the director had decided that this doesn't matter, this movie would have a completely different message and tone. I don't think and the message would have hit as no. well as it did towards the end. Because like we said, well, we both clearly agree the ending is just very well done. It's a Those gut small punch. moments not being in the movie, I think, would have taken a little bit off of that ending. Yeah, and I think that's why I have to give the director's credit for knowing totally. how much can we cram in here before it's too much. Yep. And how much, and for some people it is too much as is, but I think it's well executed right. and fantastically juggled. Yeah. So our next category will be the if factor. I think based on everything we've said, we can kind of conclusively say why we scored this. Mine was a four out of five. I'll just kind of get mine off the bat real quick. Cause I, I said it like half as a joke, but I was like kind of, I was kind of serious, but not really. It was more just to push his buttons when I saw it. Uh, it was a four out of five, um, mostly because it handled the multiverse concept in a in a way that actually kind of made more sense than anything we've seen and i'm kind of taking a dig at spider-man no way home because i hate the first half of that movie because everything leading up to the second half makes no sense at all of why it would happen it's just an excuse to get all the spider-man on the yes, screen it's sorry spoilers it's been out terribly too written whatever terribly written <laughs> but i i still think that it is that this movie goes well above and beyond as much as i have some issues with the way they go about it at times it's still a it's still a very well done creative attempt at a multiverse movie that makes cohesive sense when you look at the big picture of it. Um, but when you look at these story beats, when you dig a little deeper, like oh, she's the one that does it better than anyone else. Like I get strong Matrix vibes when I watch that with Neo being oh he's the one like he can get it. Like it's a story that I've seen before. The daughter and the mother dynamic, you know, you've seen that in other movies. I know you're about to. Can you just back off for five seconds? It's not that bad of a comparison. How are you to comparing make. Evelyn to Neo? Because their story their storyline deep down is the same. Like they are someone special who can do something that no one else can do. And they they stumble that's on the almost way, every storyline in history. They, I'm just saying. I get that's that's what I was seeing when I watched it. So but again, 
this the dynamic between the daughter and the mother and like that strife like you've seen that we're, we're seeing more of it now i think in the present age but it, that's a that's a story thing that i've seen in other movies so it's not totally original but it's again credit what credit do it's still a great story and that's why it's still a four out of five i just think it's not super unique outside of the multiverse creation i don't know how else to say it besides the multiverse storyline and concept of how it all works outside of that it's more or less a very straightforward story so i i gave it a five out of five surprise surprise um because while (sighs) seriously (laughs) come on i'm trying not to go after you for comparing this to neo um, oh my gosh! It was literally just the character's arc. It wasn't even a dig necessarily. It was every it's still a four out of five. Tim, the chosen one is the story of Lord of the Rings. I know it's the story of Star Wars. Yeah. It's the story. I know, which is why I would still give those a four <laughs> out of five because it's still it's a storyline that I've seen millions of times, and but it's still executed in a very unique and fun this way. movie is not a story about the chosen one. Oh my gosh. I'm not. This story, I gave it. The main character story arc is tied to that. I know it's not the entire picture of the story, but if you're going to make that argument, I can still make the argument that the dynamic of the main story of a mother and daughter who are not close, that still has been done in other movies and therefore has justified my four out of five. Okay. That's that's fine. I'll let you take your four out of five. To justify my five out of five, which is a movie that uses a multiverse concept as an allegory for mental health and depression has never been done before. And I totally agree And therefore, this movie is five out of five on the it factor, as well as doing the multiverse concept far better than any movie that I've ever seen do the multiverse concept. And you could probably argue it will be the only one because... It actually shows how decisions branch into other multiverses throughout the film sorry marvel i just don't trust you with the king dynasty i'm just gonna say it anyway no i don't i'm not even (laughs) let's not even get into it so anyway let's jump to to go just for this podcast so that we can get on here and give our honest thoughts about it i'm pretty sure we will so anyway let's kind of let's start landing this plane here uh entertainment total entertainment value for you all right we'll go entertainment and total at the same time here uh mine was sorry i just closed closed out uh, it was a my entertainment was an eight out of ten, taking my total score to a very solid and um, uh, beautiful forty out of fifty overall. Okay. Final thoughts on it. Final thoughts. Um, again, great. Before I bury you with my final thoughts, <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> anyway, a great movie. Seriously, phenomenal movie. It is a joy to watch, even though there are some little. Again, a lot of my complaints. I think are fair and warranted. No, but I think they no, are. They're they nothing are. that like tear this movie down. Like this still, movie is overwhelming. Yeah, it's an overwhelming movie. I would say, going into this movie, you need to pay attention. Like this is not one hundred. This is absolutely not what Megan was, which is a very great social setting movie. This is not necessarily a great social setting unless Absolutely you are not. all going to sit down and pay attention to this movie <laughs> to appreciate what it is this is a phone on silent mode like sit on it i wouldn't go that far but yes it's in the sense you need to be you need i to be think phone terms. should be on silent mode anytime a movie's on <laughs> no I, that's a whole nother conversation but yes i think going into this movie be prepared to just pay very close attention to details and story beats um you know, you're probably going to have some tears in your eyes. It is very, you know, very it's emotional, emotional far more ride. than I expected. Um, 
and it's going to be a lot of eye candy and it's going to be beautiful to watch. You might kind of get a little bored halfway through because some stuff is dragging along, but the payoff is worth it at the yeah. end. Your biggest complaint will probably be that I wish it was just a little shorter and or it was just a lot to handle. Otherwise, I think it is easily top three, top five movie from last year. I would recommend it to anyone today. Okay, so wrapping up, my we actually scored the entertainment value the same. Yeah. I gave it an 8 out of 10. The only reason I gave it an 8 out of 10 is because I do agree with Bryce that it there's just a little bit in the moment in the middle it is the beginning of the second act. There is a clear three act story here. Yes. And the beginning of act two almost slows to a complete halt. And it, you lose it a little bit there. Yep. And that's why I gave it an eight out of 10, because in that moment, everything was still handled. Great. That's why I still give it a five out of all my other categories and can defend it there. But it did detract from my entertainment value yeah. two points. It it's brings it down pick, a little bit. It's hard to get back on track the way that they went about that. So, the yeah. thankfully they saved it with an incredible ending that is on par with one of my favorite endings ever. Uh, my final score is a forty-eight out of fifty, which is I believe that is the amazing category. It is. Yes. So, and. I my final thoughts on this movie, I'm gonna hit it from the mental health and family dynamic side of this movie. That this movie is not about multiverse jumping. It's not yeah. about a savior. That's the frosting the, on the cake. Yes, that is nothing but allegory to tell the story of a daughter searching for her mother's attention in the noise of the world. And that to me is what makes this movie absolutely incredible is that they cover it up with the confetti and the ketchup and the hot dog fingers and they throw all of this at you. And all that is, is noise. It's a visual representation of that mother being distracted by the noise when all she should be paying attention to is her husband and her daughter. And that to me, like, this movie blows my mind. I think it is incredible. <laughs> it is probably one of my favorite movies. And I did not expect it to be one of my favorite movies. I'd heard it was good. And I'm walking away saying this is probably one of my top 10 of all time because of the wow. depth and attention that was paid to the storytelling. Like it is, if you allow yourself to sit down, like Bryce said, put the phone down, don't talk. Watch this movie. Go along for the ride because you will laugh, you will cry, and we'll say, "Why was that in there?" You you <laughs> you will question some of the decisions, and you will walk away having seen a story that you will not get anywhere else, and is far deeper than you ever anticipated. Absolutely, well put, my good sir. So that wraps up uh, everything, um, everywhere, all at yeah, once. That, that one, I mean. That was I was expecting it to go this long because I I mean that there was so much to go into with that one that was yeah it's like an hour long yeah sounds right sounds right coming into this one sounds right I love this movie which means I can talk about it like I barely scratch the surface of what I can talk about in this movie I know because I'm over here trying to let, I'm like pointing out my wa- my fake watch here like he's like, telling me to hurry it up I'm not telling you to hurry I'm just like oh, man, I know I probably lost half of the audience sometimes, no it's okay but... I think you did well well a well job explaining your side of it but a well job? obviously. 
okay, listen. <laughs> I get one like bad sentence in this podcast. It's the incorrect word. <laughs> Why use uh, a lot word when few words do trick? <laughs> few word do. <laughs> so anyway, um, that wraps up for our side of it. However, as always, we want to hear what you guys thought about it. Uh, and it's not going to be a normal thing where we spoil a movie like that. That was definitely way heavier There's, than I thought we were going to go. Into I spoilers. don't think there is a way to fully go into this movie without revealing. Right. We didn't tell you how it ends. Yeah. We didn't tell you how Deirdre comes in at the end and her part in the ending. We didn't tell you what happens between the yeah. mother and daughter. There's still, there's still a lot but, of deeper stuff in this movie to unravel outside of who the villain is. Honestly, really. this movie is worth sitting down and watching with your parents. Yeah, don't don't watch this with your parents. I I would. I mean, you can. I kind of I kind of want to show that as an attack. It's just more like I would I would personally watch this by myself. Oh, I kind of want to show my mom and dad this movie. Yeah, I, I there's I, some parts in it that I might be weird showing them. Yeah, I'd be like when she beats the guy up with sex toys. That was just too much. That was it was hilarious. Yeah. I laughed. I laughed at first, but then I kept. And I was like, yeah, I'm done with that one. So anyway, <laughs> so we'd love to hear your guys's. Um, your guys, <laughs> dang it, I'm just slipping up. We would love to hear your guys' opinion about this movie, so please leave a comment. Leave screenshot score. the scorecard, screenshot the scorecard. You don't have to, but we would love to see what your scores were. Yes, and see just because that's why we made it. We want to see scores, but feel free to also just leave a comment, um, like our uh, friendly guest at the beginning did. Um, and we'll read some of them. Like, again, we won't get to all of them, but we want to read comments at the beginning of these episodes to kind of reflect on you know what people thought. And as always, like and, sub- and subscribe. And sub- <laughs> yep, hit that like button. Yeah, follow us on Smash Instagram. Smash that subscribe. Uh, uh, average dot the on Instagram. I think I was able to change that. Oh, you changed it? Yes. Oh, now, uh, see, now they're gonna go look for something that doesn't. Even we're gonna exist. get our link tree posted in everything. Where link tree, you can link right to yeah. our Rumble, right to YouTube, right to our Spotify. Yep. Um, so go to link. It also has a uh, Amazon wish list where you can send us a movie that you want to see yes. us review. Please, we've already got. I think we've got a few already. I think I saw Twilight was one of them, and I'm not thrilled about that, but I'll watch it for the review. Yeah, <laughs> I'll do it. I'll do it for the people. We baby. have a we. I believe our Instagram is now the average reviews. I think I was able okay. to change that. So, so all one word. That. But if you go to Linktree, you'll be able to get right to yep. everywhere. Uh, watch on YouTube and Rumble. Listen on Spotify now, um, and then Instagram and Facebook will be where we post uh, movie the movie reviews that we do. Not every movie we'll do will probably have a podcast necessarily yep. um, if it, we don't feel like it needs talking to. But otherwise, look uh, for stickers soon. Ooh, yeah, I've, man, you were really excited about that one. I am. He is. <laughs> so anyway, thank you guys for listening to this episode. Let us know what you thought in the comments. Send us your thoughts and send us some more movies you would like us to review. And um, until next time, we will see you all in the next episode.